Here we are, Wednesday night in the room podcast, and with a special guest, our first ever local comedian in the room podcast. And I did say it, folks. I said we were branching out. We were going to have some comedians, some bands in here, and still have the MMA show going. But uh, man, Trevor Dion, man, welcome to the show for the first time and being my my lab rat, chopping my cherry tonight. With the comedian in the room, how you doing, Bar? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is, is going to be fun. Well, I put the post out there on um, a group page, a open mic group page on mm -hmm. Facebook, and I'm very uh, fluent in the Facebook media. I'm all over the place posting, doing memes, but I put out there that I was looking for comedians, local comedians to New England, come on the show. And uh, talk about life as a comedian, how you get get into it, how you got into it, uh, you know, how you think you're funny and stuff. And you were one of the, you know, first first gentlemen, first comedians that jumped on there. And I kind of was weeding people out. I got a ton of friggin', you know what I mean? Crazy, crazy, uh, crazy things going on in my messenger, like crazy. It stuff. can get wild. It can get wild. You're this is a podcast. Imagine trying to book a show. I can imagine. But I checked you out, and uh, you know a few people I know, and uh, you are, uh, I said, working comedian, and you are uh, out there doing your stuff, my man. So let's get right to it, bro. How'd you get into it, and how long have you been a comedian uh, on the circuit? Um, I started when I was 19, and I'm 28, uh, so a long time. I started after watching Netflix uh, comedy specials. I just kind of like watched like I always thought before like I watched I, well I know he's a controversial figure but I watched Louie and I like I always thought comedy was Seinfeld before him I thought you had to be like neat and observational and be like well what's the deal with uh but instead it was just like weird and gross and I was just like oh well I'm a weird dude and I and I'm I think I'm relatively funny I'm gonna try this stand-up thing uh, and I started at Pub on Park in 2004 or 14, 14, and uh, April, in April. And, uh, and here we are. Let me ask you a question. It was a Monday night, right? Was mm -hmm. it a Monday it night? It wasn't a Monday night. Well, a little coincidence here. I grew up, excuse me, two blocks down the street from Pub on Park. It used to be the Legion Pub, the bowling alleys there. I was in leagues. Uh, my older brothers and sisters, uh, you know, stumbled out of that place growing up. And here you are doing stand-up over there. Um, you know, you get a, you don't get a ton of people on an open mic. Uh, it's give and take, depending on who's hosted and stuff. But your first time up there, what was it like? Did you have a crowd behind you? Uh, you know, what, what was going on with that? It was a rowdy room. Uh, rowdy room. A lot of talking in the background it was before they expanded they have like a nice like stage and more seating now uh they took over like the laundry mat next door uh but this was before that so, so oh so you were in a it was like the alley yeah it was like an alley yeah the brick wall right yeah mm -hmm. yeah i i performed right next to the uh dart uh board uh 
That's awesome. Yeah, yes. that's where the, the guys used to play guitar too. As yeah, soon as you that, walk in, right to your left, yep, right? That was, and then that was me, but with uh, with uh, jokes, uh, and I kind of just regurgitated like jokes that I memorized, and like it didn't go well. It honestly didn't even go that bad. Looking back at it, it was just like it's an open mic. Sometimes that's just what open mics are. It's uh, yelling into the void, uh, which is just sometimes that's comedy. Just venting. I what I've seen a lot is people going out there and just venting about their life. And and if they get a, a you know if they get a little feedback from the crowd, it gets louder, louder, and the more exciting is that. Does that you know fuel you when you you know hear a giggle here and there? Well, yeah. Well, you gotta like open mics are underutilized and the people don't know how to use an open mic uh like there is people who just are up there being like i can't afford therapy and this is this is their time to shine just time to yell into the ether um and uh and those people can be funny and they are there are people who could do that well and then there are people who are like really jokey jokes people who go up there with Sometimes basically flashcards and they'll like read off jokes they read. Uh, and like when you get the little of laugh, the littlest of laugh, uh, sometimes that equates to in a real room with real people, a huge laugh, depending on the joke and who's in the crowd. So, yeah, that is open my comedy. So you said if it's done right, um, Done right is weeding out like people just coming off the street want to vent. Like how do how 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 do you do it right? Do you have a, a host that is did, well, well, does the circuit and that's something well, they do? They hold their own open. First mics of all, or? it would be nice, but no, there a lot of the times open mics, especially in Rhode Island, have like rotating hosts. I actually am just realizing this right now that many other uh, places don't uh, have rotating hosts. But Rhode Island, the mics that I know of, mics, the host usually changes, which is so sometimes you're working with somebody, you know, who's professional. And sometimes you're working with somebody who doesn't know what what to do. And like they'll do they'll make mistakes, which are like almost harmless. But they definitely are like, dude, uh, like there's mistakes, like sometimes they put on it, which is like basically instead of putting the mic in the mic stand, they just hold it out to you for you to grab it. And it, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's so awkward to be like, now go away. Thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks for that. Now go away. Now go do you, away. Do you ever like, is that part of your joke ever? Like when they hand it to you, are you pay, like... Just, all right, thanks. Go away. Let I, me do my job now. I'm a relatively, like, I'm weird. I'm a weirdo on stage. I'm not mean. I can't be a dick. People don't like me as a dick, I, at least in some ways. Was that part of your, 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 uh, your show at one time, being a dick? Uh, I don't know if I was ever a dick. I was, like, in the beginning, a lot of comedians start very edgy because they don't know how to get a laugh, so they go for a shock. And that gets you a response, and that's all you need in the beginning is a response because you're just like, I want something, especially in open mics where people are like numb, like or like or comedians are like very dirty or gross or weird people, so only the darkest stuff can get in there sometimes. That's why, honestly, like I 
get really happy or high on the fact that if I do a really dumb, silly joke or something like that and get a response from a comedian, I'm like, that joke worked so well that it went, it bypassed their sick, perverted minds into their brain. It was like, oh, that's actually funny. And uh, I, I, those, those laughs are always the best laughs. You cracked for me. a shell. You cracked a shell. You got to crack the shell. So that first time up there, you know, um, did you think you had it? Like, no, <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. Um, I, I started off, it was the, like, I've been doing this for a long time, but the first couple of years were like the first two or two years, two or three years were rough in the sense of like, uh, not committing to comedy is like the death of being like a comedian like and also i just wasn't prepared like i didn't have a car i had to borrow my parents's car and i drove like once a month to an open mic because i didn't even have a i didn't even have a job so i had to like buy borrow money for gas and i would do a mic once a month which is just not how you can do comedy you have to do it way more consistently especially in the beginning so my first cut like year or two was just like not me getting much better and just me kind of just just doing whatever i feel like in the moment and then usually that was bad <laughs> <laughs> uh which is yeah, so what that's what i that, well you're finding yourself in that in the in the you know, the early years or early times, oh, yeah. right? 100%. You're trying to find yourself, but if you don't do your, do it enough, you can't find yourself. Like, you, there are people who, like, do a mic uh, a, a month and they are, or, like, maybe a month, a mic a year, and they just do, like, bringer shows, which I can, I will explain what that is in a second if you like me to. But, like, a, if you do one mic a month, you just not being able to be able to, like, figure out your style or your approach or anything because you're just not doing it enough. Now you mentioned uh, categories of uh, of shows, or uh, you know, you mentioned before we came on, and you just mentioned another show. But there's different shows, different audiences, right? Different yeah. places um, that you perform, and you know what kind of crowd you're going to get there. Uh sometimes you don't. Uh, sometimes you don't know what type of crowd you're getting. You're really, it's really random. And there's certain ways you can kind of guess and you'll be right. Uh, like I do, I do private gigs. I do public gigs. I do all kinds of types of gigs. I've done terrible gigs. I've done gigs in basements. I've done gigs in apartments. Mats. I'm doing a show on New Year's Eve in someone's house. Like I'm just doing someone's house party. Uh, is it just you, or you got a couple it, it's, of friends I always, coming with you? I hate. I I can't. First of all, don't want to get myself killed. So I'm always bringing somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you came. You came here on your own. Ah, <laughs> sometimes I'm not always the best at thinking it out. <laughs> you can't do a random also, doc alley today. <laughs> also, I did watch the podcast. I was like, if this is if this was to kill me, this was very elaborate. Yeah, I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't murdered anyone yet. That I'm, would make me mad famous. My podcast would like go number one for like one week. You know. And I'm in jail. Like, I am killing this cast. Uh, that's how you. That's how you start or end it. You do a preview. <laughs> My first and last comedian in the room podcast. <laughs> but yeah, there's all types of shows, and you can have some ref estimate of what type of crowd you're getting. Also, there are like requirements. There's like I need a clean comic. I need a a comic who can be like really dirty or or like any like most people don't need a really dirty or really clean. They usually want someone in the middle, but there are shows that are like dirty shows, clean shows. There's all kinds of different shows. Now, as far as uh, you know, getting a show, do you have 
you know, agent? You do it all yourself? Are you involved? Like, I know in the fighting community, which I'm involved are in, there are some managers have a few fighters, or there is a promotion that takes care of them and they fight for them more than other promotions. Is that kind of what goes on as far as you getting booked and you getting shows? You do it all on your own? Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 it's really, I don't know. There are headliners. There's, I don't know anybody, at least personally, that has an agent uh, that at least I'm aware of. Uh, it's all kind of firing from the hip. You do have to promote yourself, which is, uh, and you have to like, like one of the reasons I'm doing the podcast, your podcast was other than you seem like a great guy, uh, is that, uh, <laughs> is that I, I need to promote myself yes. more. And uh, you need to know you to you need to promote yourself as a comedian. You got to reach out to bookers and it's an exhausting process, which is really just sucks your your life force right out of you. Now you um, you're in. I, I, you know, checked out your Facebook, uh, your Instagram. We're going to check out some of your Instagram, uh, you know, sh at least show it so people know and get familiar with it from the show tonight. But. Um, you have a regular, do you have some comedians that you regularly do shows with or like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm going to be doing a show with this guy or yes. this lady. And a hundred percent. And I, how, how does that work? Like, is who puts the show on? Is it, is like, you talked about like some revolving, uh, you know, hosts or whatever. Uh, usually there's a, well, it depends on the thing. There's people who run shows or open mics at venues. And those are the people who are usually like. Uh, booking the shows. Uh, there are like private gigs are booked by me through a website I do. I use the the uh, the website bash, the bash, uh, and I book gigs off that. But I do that through my process. I also always oh, you got to send a tape. You got to do a bunch of like you got to do a bunch of phone calls. You got to discuss what they want, and then like see if you guys can reach a. a, a, a you know, agreements, but yeah, sometimes it's just like people, venue owners, uh, people who talk to the venue. It's all kinds of ways. Jeez, there's a lot going on in there. It's it really is now. now all right, so a national or a huge act comes in, like say, I I don't know many comedy clubs as far as like which ones are better than the other. I know the Comedy Connection mm -hmm. go there every so often, but when you have Excuse me. When you have like a big act coming in, and I know Comedy Connection has them quite often, how do you get that? Like, how do you get picked for a gig to open up for something um, like that? Well, there's usually uh, for the Comedy Connection and like a lot of clubs, there are the people who book the features and hosts. And in Rhode Island, very tight competition in regards of like there isn't a lot of shows at the connection that like have openers and features like uh, then in regards to like sometimes the bring the headliner brings a feature and you really have to so you have to fight for the hosting spots and that means there's like less feature spots so there's people who are who are features who are hosting now so the competition is fierce and you have to like win over the booker of the comic connection or, or like whoever the club owner is or it's sometimes the club owner, but it's really usually not the club owner. It's usually whoever the club owner hires. But if you pr impress either the booker or the club owner, it usually gets you somewhere eventually. You've been impressing? 
in these uh I, these years here I'm, like i like you're learning new things as you go uh you know kissing ass a little bit is that part of it now <laughs> well first of all yes uh kissing ass is almost mandatory uh but uh i I finally think I've got I got it in at the connection at least a little bit. Like I have f- my foot semi in the door. <laughs> I haven't got a spot yet, but the booker was impressed by a video I sent of him, uh, and he was like, "I'm gonna book you." And I was like, "Fantastic! I'd love to hear that." Uh, but I haven't got the spot yet. But the 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 process at certain clubs are always different. Like the Comedy Connection, they generally want you to do a bringer show. Uh, which is a show where you're required to bring people. And all right, do they? All right, so you require to bring people. Um, you can lie and say I'm bringing a ton of people, but you'll never get another show there. Or, or do you have to? <clears throat> like, how do you guarantee you're going to be bringing people there? I'm going to say what I think. I could be wrong. I feel like someone out there will be like, he's wrong. But I'm pretty, this is, I've done the Comic Connection bringer show enough times that I really, I, I think I know this. Uh, you you have, usually it's a minimum of four people. Uh, there's a, the host or whoever's running the show has a piece of paper with your name and you, and they come in and you're like, who are you here for? And you're like, they're going to be like, I'm here for Trevor. And so they, they keep putting lines. And if you don't usually hit the four, they're like, um, you can't perform tonight. And that's how it ends. Wow. Do you hire people like outside? The I'll be, give you five bucks. If you come in and just fucking say I'm here for not gonna, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but you, I've heard people get in trouble of doing that to connection. I've heard people do it at the Mohegan Sun Bringer Show, where they just go in the casino and be like, "Hey, you coming to a comedy show? Let me pay for your ticket." And I've had people, I know people who've gotten in that way. But at the connection, I think most of the time that that is a dead end. You usually get caught. Is oh wow! And you all right? Is there's competition? And like you said, is there? Of course, it's like there's like some high school and shit going behind the scenes mm-hmm. like is there backstabbing is there bad mouthing you know it's doggy dog world is that kind of how it is back there or is it like is it kind of a a community no it's a lot of the backstabbing no <laughs> uh it's backstabbing Let's get some of those some of those backstabbers in here <laughs> I, I see two of them. Not they're not backstabbers, but I know two of the people watching. Oh, how they do it? How they, I, <laughs> Sam, I can't see Sam, it. Sam Pelletier and Andrew are watching. They're judging. Uh, oh, that's awesome. But uh, no, no, like backstabbing is a strong word. It's more like there are just so little spots, and there are, but there are so many niches, which is insane in Rhode Island. It's such a small state, but the comedy sh- comedy scene should just be like. Maybe one or two niches, niches, whatever the word is. Close enough. There's like five or six of them, and that that's crazy. And because I will, you like mess with inter, inter, like individual niches, and they you will be done comedy for the same amount of time, and one person in that niche will not know or not like the other person in that niche, and you're like, you've been doing comedy like the same amount of time. How is this possible? We're in a small state. How are you? How can we be this petty? <laughs> It can get it can get tight. Like I said high school. It's high school stuff. Uh, that happens in 
I, I would say in a lot of like uh, close knit uh, entertainment kind of things, uh, strip club strippers. <laughs> really, all right. I'm trying to get a couple of those on here I too. Get, it. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. You know, there is there's money involved. Exactly. Uh, when there's money or fame or a spot to uh, you know get noticed, that's like a you know. Yeah. That, no. That, it's that's, it's that's pay. It's I mean, tough in Rhode Island, and there is a lot of shit talking. But also, I think uh, it's. Not a dead scene. There's plenty of stage time. It's just such a small scene, and there's just so little spots that they're like, you have to fight to to, to the death basically to get a spot, or you have to really smooth, like smooth, like talk your talk yourself into the spots. You, uh, there are like, but that's part of the act too. I mean, if you can do that and smooth, you know, smooth talk yourself into a spot, you can do that to people. Also, you just put a little. Humor to it. You would. Yeah. I wish. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, there are people like I vibe with very well, and like, well, I, I'll get a spot occasionally from them, or they'll like put, call, like, say my name to a booker or stuff. There is very much. There is like a little bit of like, hey, you're great, or you're a nice guy. You've helped me. I'm gonna help you out, type deal. Um, but that's only like uh, I'm just not good at like pretending to like somebody that I don't like. It's not my strong suit. I don't I wish I was, but I'm very usually very sincere and I can't pretend not to like somebody. How do you go about letting them know that That's you're the, not very uh, fond of them? Do you just wait until the time when they get in your space and then then you let them know or is it right off the bat I don't like you? <laughs> no, well that's the no, I think they can tell. Here's the thing. It's like I think they can usually tell just by when people are complimenting them or like things are like really like people are smoothing. Like if there are like his friends and they're like really enjoying. Okay, here it is. Sorry. I get it out of them. It's on people when it's your friend on the stage. When it's their friends on the stage and they're not, they're telling jokes, their friends are dying and you're stand, sitting there like, I don't hate him. I don't like, I don't like him, but it's not that I'm not laughing because I don't like him. I don't find these jokes funny. So I, you can tell if you don't like laugh at them on stage, also not a good laugher. And I wish I was, there are easy laughers out there who are getting booked way more than I am. I just am not that guy. I just, I wish I was, I wish I was easy, an easy laugh. I just like, kind of just like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm not like an easy laugh. That's how you kind of have to tell people you, that's how you tell people you don't like them usually by not laughing. That, yeah, that sounds, uh, that sounds about right. Not giving them that, that head nod, like you're doing great or whatever. Um, as far as hecklers and listen, I, I, I'm all over YouTube. I follow, uh, comedians or they show up, their reels are constantly showing up. So I watched their clip, you know, a minute clip of them heckling somebody or heckling them. Is that something that you're not you're not an aggressive comic, right? You kind of no. Is that something? So you don't you wouldn't necessarily get heckled that much. Or here's the thing: drunk people are drunk, <laughs> and when they're drunk, they'll talk to you. They'll think that they'll like this isn't stand up. This is a conversation. And here's the thing. I don't get heckled a lot, mainly because if you start trying to heckle me, I'll just steamroll you and just keep doing material. On occasion, though, they will like just say something in the wrong time, and you got to mess with them. I do mess with people, 
but I can't mess with them in like other people can mess with people like other people will be like go fuck yourself and then like make fun of their appearance I, if I do that I can't be like go fuck yourself anyway my goofy behavior no I gotta be like I gotta be goofy within making fun of somebody yeah. so it's like concise within who I am on stage I have had like the deal with hecklers on occasion and it's not always the best thing like I actually I did a contest at an open uh, like that was at an open mic and uh, I was doing my set, and I have this joke about Fall River. Uh, it's a river. Yes, uh, where I make I I say uh, Fall River is not known for a lot of good things, uh, and there's more to the joke. But that's how I started off. But I said that, and then I heard somebody like, "We're known for some th- some stuff," and I was just like, "All right, what what? Uh, chow mein sandwiches." And I was like, you mean those diarrheas on a bun? Uh, like those things, wet blankets of a sandwich where if you don't eat it immediately, it's just soggy yeah, bread with like some chow you mein. You can wring it out. Yeah, know? you could literally, like, <laughs> you could take, you could literally, yeah, it's like a fucking towel. Like, like and, and I kind of joked with her and I kind of made fun of it and I got a huge pop. But I, I, it was a little antagonistic, but it wasn't about, wasn't making fun of her. It was making fun of what she said. So it didn't come off as me being just a direct dick like yeah the crowd's gotta you know when you're there and you're there to see a comedian comics you know that you're vulnerable to uh you know if you open your mouth you are you are an open target i mean yeah depending on who you you get i mean there's some comedians that will roast you until you fucking cry or have to leave the room or you want to hit them and hit them in the head man yeah i i'm a little exhausted by the youtube uh uh crowd work thing because i think it makes it makes crowds not want to sit up front like i've i've done shows i've produced shows where like the first two rows are empty and you actually i've actually done this smart thing where we put we set up the two rows up front and no one sat in them and then we just folded those chairs and made the the, the new front row oh that's great yeah just like made a barrier you yeah, yeah you guys out of the front row um i listen I love the front row because I could take a joke. You know what I mean? Like I, I bust on myself all the time. But I like going there. Like um, one time I, went to, I was called a, a, a fuck boy at one time. It was yeah. great. It was awesome. I love that coming. I, I, I'm in that category. I was like, awesome. And it's an honorary thing. <laughs> I, look like, I look like a fuck boy. Thank you. I've seen it go bad. I've seen like, I think one, like I've heard my uh, friend, uh, Brianna Woodward, she just kind of did like one joke, like a light joke at someone's appearance. And the guy just left. Just immediately, he was just like, "Nope," and just like walked out the front door. He was having a bad day. He, he was, was already, uh, you know, a little off. Uh, all centered. Um, as far as uh, you just spoke about, you know, mentioned a woman's name, and we mentioned clicks and people that you, uh, you know, associate with and have gigs with. Yeah. Um, you know, who are so, some of those? I mean, you don't have to name them by names, but are there some brands out there that, you know, some uh, open mics, they, they got to be. They call it, they have to call themselves something, right? Is it somebody's open mic or, you know I, I mean? I mean, there are brands and they're like, um, are you talking about people who run mics and stuff? Yeah, and there's shows? some of those, but some of the bars are just, it's it's on their own. They open mic and. Uh, uh, there's only one, I, there's one mic in Rhode Island that is not ran by like a brand or anything. That is the uh, the mic at a, in a skew. 
uh, in Providence, uh, Winsong, who supported, has been supporting Calamity for a while. She's been running like open mics for like good four or five years at her different venues she's had. Uh, she has a, she has a mic at a skew where that's one of the rotating uh, hosts. Like she never has the same host at least okay. twice in a week. Um, there are brands in regards of like pr- production companies. Like there are people who are like, like I was in, I'm part of practicing productions, which is me and a couple of friends who run, uh, produced a couple of shows. Uh, John Parada, the yes. com- comedy factory. Oh, they, okay. Yeah. I see on Facebook and, um, he does a, yeah, he does a ton of stuff. Yes. And did, I saw him, uh, host a bunch of open mics when I used to go to pub on park. He, he would do a lot That's of those. Pub on parks, his, one of his mics. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like wicked, pr- wicked funny productions. There's like a, bu- there's a couple. Oh, it's also funny for funds. Those are actually kind of the. Oh, three. those are those are cool too. Yeah. those are a great, great uh, idea. Those are the three big ones I, that I can think of on top of my head. And how do you? All right, so funny for funds. I would imagine they have hired comedians. Mm-hmm. Do they rotate their comedians, or is it kind of a set? Uh, we have our set. Comedians. Every group of like I just said have their favorites. They are in their rotation. They will be booked no matter what. At least, at least once or twice a month, maybe they, they could change. But like they have their favorites. There are people. There are people who squeeze in and get their spots. There's no guarantee you're going to get another spot there anytime soon. But you'll get that spot, and you'll you know you can prove yourself and hopefully get booked again. Now, are you in one of those uh, that you get work kind of consistently I, with, I'm, I'm, or you jump around? Are I'm you a really whore am. Out there? You're, I am you're really with everybody. I'm everywhere. I just, I'm just <laughs> going. I, I'm kind of a He's whore. Kissing ass I'm, everywhere. I'm a whore. I can't. Uh, I don't. I don't charm each group enough to, for them to be in their room. Well, you're dabbling in everything. It's I hot. just I dabble. Mean, that AD, I do. ADHD going they, on. They're over not there. like. I mean, I'm not going to get into the real politics, but they're not all like huge fans of each other. Uh, so you can't do too much of one, or you'll lose the others. Uh, like there is like I dabble mainly because I think it makes you a better comedian to dabble. I. It, it it hurts you and it helps you. It hurts you because you don't get booked more because you're not doing one type of room. But they all three or even more run a specific type of show. And I think as a comedian, what makes you strong is diversifying what types of shows you're doing. As far as comedians in the area, mentioned John, uh, that Steve... Steve. used to work for Disney. Steve uh, Denuccio. Denuccio. Mm-hmm. Used to, he, that was one of his big things when I used to go see him is that he did his like skit about uh, Disney World or whatever, like singing and dancing or whatever he does. That's it's that's a lot of reps and that's a lot of practice. A lot they, of, you know a what lot I mean? You just can't get up there and pull that stuff off. Like a whole production like that, and what he does, and uh, you know, as far as those guys, are those some of the guys? They must have been around when you started. Yeah, were those guys? I mean, getting started, were they where they are now? Were they kind of the guys that were like, for the most part, a lot of gigs and stuff. There is a great. There's an interesting thing about how long because you've been doing. If I do been doing comedy, I've been doing comedy for a long time, so you really there are waves. And there are some people who just recede and never appear again. 
There are people who move. There are people who quit comedy. There are people who keep going. Like, the, like I guess my technically my class, my comedy class, the 2014 class, I think there might be two of us, three of us left. Like, and like, even then, some of those people don't do much comedy. There are people before me, I know, who are still doing it. But like, even some of those people just kind of dabble. Like, there are people who don't. I realize about three or four years in, there is no half measures. You got to go all in or nothing. If you don't do this comedy thing once, the very minimum, the minimum, twice a week, I don't think you really care about doing comedy. And I know that's going to annoy people who are going to hear this. And I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. Do comedy or don't. Pick Get a your reps in there, people. Get um, your reps yeah. in. You can go to, uh, you know, there's open mics somewhere that well, that's you can the... just walk off the street and put your name down and... I would imagine. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Club. There are people who do strictly shows. They just do bringer shows and they have their, maybe they're a small pocket of people who book them. And I guess in some ways, if you just acknowledge this is a hobby, I guess technically there's no harm in it. But like, it's just like when I, if you like, they kind of give the, they kind of get salty about not getting booked. And I'm like, it's, I can't feel bad for you. You don't work at this. Yeah. I'm in the trenches getting shot at. And you're the, you're like There's at home. backstabbing everywhere. And I'm <laughs> ducking. I'm a... not, backstabbing has always been the, just the strongest <laughs> word. I, I, not much backstabbing, occasional backstabbing. I'm, I'm just on, trying to spill the, the beans you know, and get them I, A dash of stabbing. Uh, um, but it's just like, like I'm in the trenches and these people are at home in their beds being like, I can't believe I'm not winning any medal of honors. And I'm like, I'm getting shot at. <laughs> they're just coming in and you know, when they feel like venting a little bit, telling some jokes and they go back home to their, to their life. Yeah. They back just, they do, later. they do their two or three shows a month and then they go home and then they're like, I'm a comedian. And like, and part of me is just like, there is no like. There's like no minimums to be a comedian. So technically, yes, you are a comedian. I just can't take your complaints seriously. Like work at this or don't. And I understand life. I le understand it less because I don't have much of one. People have more of a lives than me. I don't have a lot. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have a house. I don't have a lot of things that people have to take care of. You're working on your craft. I'm working on my craft. And I. it's just it takes a lot out of me. <laughs> I don't have time for women, a house, and any fun. I'm fucking a comedian, and I'm giving the fun to you, people. I want a PlayStation 5, and I know I can't afford it because I have comedy. Like, I want one so bad. And I've, like, I, I've been trying to submit to more festivals. I've been taking... I, uh, I've been taking comedy with a little bit more seriously lately and advertising, also writing way more than I ever written before, which feels good. Well... You know, getting the social media and, you know, trying to pump that up and, you know, coming on here or getting more, you know, going on more podcasts. I'm sure there's people that, are, you know, out there, you know, even if there's one person, maybe not. Maybe I'm the first one that's going to stop fucking with the comedians. I don't know. But I know there are a couple of um, a couple of podcasts up there out there that I think local comedians do. Yeah. And not I don't know if, how consistent, but I've seen a few of them, maybe even John Parada. Um, had it going. Maybe it was during know, COVID, maybe. the COVID times. Yeah, um, he was doing stuff like that. But um, is that you mentioned 
podcasts. I had a podcast with my friend, uh, mostly during the pandemic. We took it very seriously. It didn't end up doing much, and it was very frustrating because he was lived so far away, and that was where we would usually uh, record. Um, and it was fun to do. I don't regret doing it. There were part bits and pieces that I really am proud of. Comedy was wise. it? What was it? Uh, what was the base of anything? Was it was it just like, like most of the time he wanted to like talk to serious people on occasion, and we sometimes did. Uh, but then our comedians we had usually ruined that for us. Nobody uh, wanted to come on no, after that. Yeah, you hear that? We actually got called out very funnily. Uh, but we had someone. Uh, we had a person running for like a local election in my friend's town uh and <laughs> fucking throwing sticks and, in and i being the comedian at one point made a joke about the fact that my friend the my co-host uh as a kid threw his friend down a flight of stairs uh and then on group facebook groups uh for the town they were like this this guy this guy running for like 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 a local election just laughing with his with these comics about guy flying so they were caught they they were on him yeah it was on him a little also on mike uh my friend mike but you like that yeah i mean that gets your people made me chatting Made me laugh. laugh. I was like, this is very funny to me. Uh, So maybe there was like a little bit of a difference. But most of the time we had comedians on. Um, And why did you stop? Just Oh, you mentioned too far to get together and stuff. He was busy. Comedy came back a little bit uh, back after the pandemic more. And I really need to focus on that. I wasn't totally like against doing it. But my friend's also really busy with his family and and his job and stuff. Well, uh before we move on a little bit, you do have an Instagram here. And what is this just what is uh, we'll show it. But this is I did what, sketch, I did like, little sketches. So are these sketches part of your act too mm. when you go on uh, when you go on stage? I had some things maybe in here that would relate to my act. They were mostly just dumb little sketches that I I decided to do and I don't regret any of them. Some of them are bad. Some of them are good. But that's kind of just how doing sketches and anything uses. Some of them are bad. Some of them are good in exactly. the beginning. You can have a uh, record all the time. I kind of stopped just because I got burnt out. I probably should go back to it. I've been telling myself to go back to it. I did. I was trying to do 30 sketches in 30 days. Oh, was that was that your idea? Or that was, was my it? idea. Okay. Uh, and then uh, eventually, I kind of burnt out, and I, I and I stopped. I and then like lately, I and, oh, I actually did. Oh, I did put a bit up there. This one right here. Yeah, the I did. The Burger King one I, about uh, being uh, not good looking or something. Yeah, that's you know you nailed it. You that's, know that's, I'm that's, fucking watching a little bit. I I, I, all right, I'll throw it on. I, there. Let I, me see. I have a wait. Well, there's a better version of this joke, I'm but trying. uh oh god, uh, oh no. I felt bad for her, and then but then her dad came up to her and was like, hey. If you don't stop crying, fat man is going to get you. Did you say fat man or fat man? Fat man. Fat man. No, that man. Oh, that man. man. Not cool, dude. Brian Pierce with a 
Was this shot with the same camera that captured? <laughs> say, say that again. You said uh, Pierce. Brad Pierce over here with a comment. Was this shot with the same camera that ca captured Bigfoot? Oh, that's <laughs> fucking awesome. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a gun. Wait, is that someone that's filming it for you? No, no. That's just someone commenting it. Oh, what? Yeah, well, that's what uh, you get. That's what I shit. get for trying to put out posts. Yeah, I mean, they're out here doing skits and shit. Like, um, you know, what's the feedback on here? Uh, honestly, like, I was getting good views not on Instagram, but on Facebook uh, reels, weirdly enough, I was getting like 10,000. Uh, I got 10,000 views at one point, whereas I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. Uh, was that I, before or after you got kicked off Facebook? Uh, before. Oh, this is during the summer. All yeah, your shows. I, I was. So you, you're working pretty Pretty good. You're like you said. Uh, you're consistent. Was, you're everywhere. Was a, yeah, this was a good couple you're of months. You're a whore, bro. I tried, B. I try. Wow. Some people just aren't buying. Um, uh, but yeah. lately, I've been actually doing this thing where I've been like, I, I, I've been told you have to promote your shows more. Uh, you have to promote. And honestly, I think sixty to like eighty percent of promotion is for the booker. Because they just want to know that you're selling the show. And I'm like, how many people do you think I'm actually bringing in? Probably less than two. Uh, like, but because I have to do this, I have, a, I have been like, all right, I'm going to promote my shows. But I'm going to do it in the dumbest, silliest, funniest way to me. So like one of these pictures of me is like I lost right. a bunch of weight. And it's just a picture of me with no shirt on. But my show is as the covering up my, my body. Where, where was this? Oh, up front, up top. Now that's a, right here. <laughs> all right, let me uh, put this. Now that's another thing. Um, you talk about, I mean, you. You talk about your weight loss. You're on a weight loss journey. Here. Yeah, I, I lost a lot of weight. I uh, get that recently, so I lost. Can see, uh, right there. see the body. <laughs> that gorgeous body of mine. Fucking hot, Trevor. Um, this is this is how French, Canadian, whatever you are. Why are our viewers not going up? This is this is insulting to my yeah, body. Fucking, well, you know, this is body shaming. If anything, all, all, yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, you're getting everyone off here now. So. When it, is this something coming up? I or? did it. This already happened. Okay. But I promoted. I was like, I need to promote my show, and I was. I think of dumb ways to promote my show, and I was just like, I I promote it by just putting it over my body. Be like, I lost weight. Check it out. And then there's just a poster of my of it of my show. I'm well, doing this kind of thing. Thinking out of the box. So talk about that. Uh, why am I keep going to my fucking camera? Uh, how much weight did you lose? Like, what's going on? Uh, technically, I lost a lot more than 75. I, the, the biggest I've ever gotten was like 400. And now I'm at 270-ish. Now, when you were, you know, a big guy, bigger guy, was that part of your, uh, your crew, part of your, uh, you know, your act, you would bust on yourself a little yes. bit? Honestly, I think. Dude, it, I got to say on, uh, you know, your Instagram, there's a lot of Burger King shit going on. Over I like Burger like, What's, what's I, going on? I Burger have King? a bit about Burger You just kind of heard some of it. Yeah. I have a bit about Burger King. It's awful. I love it. It's a terrible place to be. Can't get enough of it. And it's just like one of those guilty pleasures that are just really amusing to me. And I have these jokes about it. And it's uh, it's and uh, and I'm just like, let's just go all out on this Burger King thing. They're pretending to be a fancy restaurant. I know this has got nothing to do with comedy, but they're like charging extra for their food now, and they're like, we want to be premium fast food. And I'm like, no, you're slop, be slop. Exactly. <laughs> but that's no neither or there. I like here or there. It's just like uh, I'm and I. Bur they're I they're always out of the healthy stuff, whatever healthy they have, because they don't order enough of it because no one orders the fucking. No, shit. no one orders that shit. Uh, people think convinced are convinced that I love Burger King. I don't. 
I just love the idea of Burger King. Like, I will go to other fast food restaurants. I just think Burger King is the most interesting to me because it's usually the worst. But it's like they pretend to be not the worst, and it's hilarious to me. Like, why not just lean in? Just be like, we're garbage. Come on down. You're going to come anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just spent $14 for two double cheeseburgers, fries, and a drink. It's insane now. You know what I mean? Stop pretending. Fucking Wendy's is double that. I know. Wendy's got real expensive. Yeah, that's fucking Um, insane. But yeah. They still have the four for four, though, I think, every so often. Uh, Or is it five for five, five, seven for seven? Five for four They go ten for for 20. They got rid of the four for four recently. Did they? The audacity. That was my daughter's favorite fucking thing. Yeah, it's just the five for four now. Five for they, they, they still have it on a menu, but if you ask for it, they'll say no. No, it's a five for four. No, no. it's still five. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's the audacity. Um, Whatever. A no, no. couple more uh, things here as far as, and yeah. then we'll, uh, you got shows coming up. Comedians, I mean, you're only 28. I'm 57. I grew up in a whole different time about comedians. I grew up in a family that we watched a lot of comedy shows and stuff. My family, you know. Older brothers and sisters, we usually always watch it. Uh, Red Skelton, fucking Richard Pryor, all people like that. Who are your heroes as far as, you know, the upper enchilada of uh, comedians that you kind of looked up to and maybe inspired you to be a comedian? Um, Look, some of my favorite comedians are like comedians people don't really know as much as they should, like Chad Daniels. Um, very funny. One of my favorite comedians always makes me laugh. Nate Bargatze, a little bit more well known now because he was on SNL recently and, uh, very funny. Uh, and like, you know, some of the classics, Doug, like Doug Stanhope, maybe actually, that's actually not maybe a well-known name. Yeah, you're throwing all these names are going right Doug, over my Doug's, head, but maybe some of you comedians out there fucking know them. A lot of oh, you guys they, out there. They know. Oh, they know. At least they know some of these. They might not know Nate or Chad, but they definitely know Doug Stanhope, David Tell, uh, Bill Burr, like some of the class. Oh, okay. Bill Burr, yeah. yeah. Bill. Uh, and those are kind of those are the comedians I really uh, love. I really, uh, pre- I think are really funny. What, um, what makes a comedian stand out? And when, I mean, you've been at it for a long time, and I'm sure there's some comedians that have been in the circuit with you that maybe took off somewhere. Got, got uh, up there. Where yeah. do you see it out of like when you're watching a show or maybe a new comedian or seeing someone evolve? Do you go, wow, that that person's probably that person's gonna make it? They have it. Uh, you know, do you see that? Are you like, can you scout that at all? I I don't know if I've ever sensed someone's gonna be huge. I've heard stories of people who have worked with people who are gonna be huge. Like there are people from Boston. Um, I do get a sense early on if someone who's starting comedy is gonna get it, gets it, or gonna get it soon, and they're gonna get good quickly. Um, I know also I can also tell when someone's gonna struggle. Uh, but yeah, I do know when someone get, gets comedy when they start or are doing comedy uh, that I can get, I have an ear for uh, big is almost It almost, it's almost random. It's a couple of real components. It's luck, talent, and hard work. And like those three things, if you don't have those three things, you're, you're out of luck. <laughs> yeah. You can have, yeah, you can have two or, you know, you got to have them all. I mean, someone's going to see you, you know, 
And you know, it's, it's you could be the best, and yeah. you know that up and coming, and no one, no one will ever know it. And I think really it comes down to is putting yourself out there, and you got to keep doing that all the time. And sometimes you're like, some people don't have that. Like I, I, I have a hard time doing that. I that's why I'm trying to really promote stuff now and do more things that I wouldn't usually do. It's just like push put yourself out there no matter what you might not work out but you gotta throw like i've been submitting to more comedy festivals recently i'm burning i'm basically burning 30 bucks uh to 50 bucks depending on the festival but i've submitted to three of them i'm probably gonna submit to one or two more uh, every once or once a month hopefully i get on one of them i think i have a good shot with one or two of them but you got to keep putting yourself out there and keep trying different things and doing different things. And if you don't, you're just going to be the funniest person in that room. Now, you said burning, you know, 30, 40 bucks. What do you mean burning? Do you have to pay, you have to pay uh, the, a, fee to, yeah. a fee to get in? They, you have to pay, uh, most festivals, you have to pay to submit. Like an application fee? Yeah. They'll, they Honestly, some part of it is a, like a little like it doesn't feel great because it's like – you're like you're charging comedians to perform at your mm -hmm. show. There is also an element of like, well, if we don't charge people, anyone's gonna submit, and we're gonna have four billion people who are probably not good at comedy submitting. And we, you kind of want the people who are who are not great or not good second guess themselves before they submit to a festival. Yeah. Um. So there's like a little back and forth about festivals. Uh, those I think they're important. I think credits are important, and I'm trying to get more of those, and I'm trying to do more things, and I'm trying to like like credits are really the beginning of the end of like getting really booked. Like there, I but I there are people with I know what are, what are credits now. What do you mean by credits? Late night on television on HBO. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, on anything. I have a like I know a comic I work with on occasion who's very funny. Has a late night. Uh, he he got on Jimmy Kimmel. Still has a hard time getting books sometimes, so it's like even with credits, it's a it's a uphill battle. But they definitely make things easier. Now you mentioned, um, you know, when people hire you for private things, they go to a website where you are on. What do you have up there that, you know, some skits, some some videos, or what do you what I, do you have up I there think, that? I'm sorry. Uh, I think skits usually don't sell anything. You want stand up. Uh, I do pitch. I have pictures of me in a show. I have kind of the thing. I the bio I sent yes. you, just kind of like the which is cool. Kind of this is like how what your your vibe is. And usually I just talk to them over the phone and kind of get an idea of what they want. And if I fit what they want, I usually will be like, I can. I think I got this for you. And sometimes they'll say, they'll ask for a video. I don't love sending videos of me, but. Uh, I've been doing it and it's been working lately. So I'm like, I'm going to do this more often, I guess, where people watch your tape. I think because people become really judgy uh, when they watch your tape and they're trying to beat like they're the booker. I was like, ooh, I got to make sure. Uh, but I have been getting booked off of it. Uh, I got booked at a, in Providence on a on a rooftop uh, in a, some hotel, uh, some oh, uh, yeah, they uh, get a rooftop apartment like building. Was it a private thing? Yeah. Or, oh, okay. Yeah, it was very weird. Uh, it was cold. It was dark, uh, and there was like twelve people there. It's upsetting. But it so, was do you ha do you get um, like a sense of the kind of crowd that you're getting hired to perform in front of? Like you said, you're on the phone with these people and trying to figure <sighs> things out. Do you have to get material? Like, do you do you have here's your set? 
ready I, for different crowds or whatever. Stand up is like the reason open mics and shows are a thing. It's just like that's constantly testing your material to see who's it working for. The only th- time I will take jokes out is if they ask for clean show then i'm like all right certain jokes definitely gonna have to get out of here not very dirty but dirty enough that they're gonna like it jokes my jokes like a lot of jokes should be or should be as universal as possible uh and if they're not universal you should be able to describe them so everyone understands what you're talking about like i like i like that forever joke i was talking about it's about lizzie borden um, and I have to just, I'm like, some people don't know who that is. And I have to be like, I, how does the, what's the quickest way to sum up who Lizzie Borden is? And I say, 150 years ago, this woman killed her parents. And as a, as a city, it's all we've had. Uh, that's all that's, we have. That's all we have to go by. That's yeah. all we got. And that's the only landmark. Town. Halloween is huge for us. That's all we have. <laughs> if we lose, if she, if we find out she didn't kill someone, we're losing business. We're closing down as a city. I want DNA on that butcher. Uh, yeah. Uh, and like, but like, it's about like getting context. So you don't really like take jokes i don't take jokes out usually some people do some people change their jokes to fit the room the only time i'll do that is if they don't want dirty then i'll be like all right dirty jokes out uh clean jokes in well a couple more questions my man you have some shows coming up um I you do. know look in there you 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 know you threw them at me here but you want to mention where you're going to be it's a good thing um, I put it and in I don't, all that good stuff Oh no! Did I not put it in notes? I think I sent it to you. I'll yeah, I'll look that. at it. Yeah, it's on your. Uh, it's on uh, Messenger. December fifteenth, uh, I'll be salute uh, salute wine bar in Littleton, Mass. Pretty far, so I know it maybe people. I mean, this is everywhere. It's on the internet. You could be near Littleton, Mass. Uh, January sixth, I'll be at the VFW Post five thousand three hundred and ninety. Uh, that's in Prov. That's in Rhode Island. Okay. You, can, you can do that one. And I, you're from where? If, if, Swansea, you said. I'm from Swansea, Mass. Okay. So when you I go, go over that fucking it's gonna bridge, be, it's going to be a five-hour drive. Lack of bridge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that uh, and uh, January 10th, I'll be at the Pint in the Wor- in Worcester, which is kind of far, but honestly, great show. Uh, all three of these are great shows, but you should check them out. Are they all with the same um, kind of uh, open or three different? Di- three different. M- most. Room- you are a whore, bro. Yeah. Well, yes. Also that, <laughs> but also. <laughs> Most rooms, like bar shows at least, are ran by different people. Uh, there are, like, John Prada does have his, his shows you run. So I guess I'm technically wrong, but, like, there's also, outside of Rhode Island, shows are usually ran by, like, one, like, maybe one person runs two or three shows. But John Prada runs, like, a bunch, uh, like, like a thousand shows. Uh, and, like, uh, and, like, there are other people who run, like, maybe two or three or four shows. And they'll, like, constantly book those. The George also is a great room in Providence. Uh, people should check out. Um, talking to my buddy Andy Kurzakowski, who does uh, the MMA and does some stand up. He was mentioned, Steve, you want uh, comedians to come on the show? You want to go to go to some open mics and meet some of them out there? Watch them yourself, get in there. And that's, you know, I don't know about that. I got word of mouth now. Trevor, yeah, there you, you can go. get me a couple people down here. I can you know tell you I mean? people were talking You can come to. down with a couple people uh, yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is going to be an ongoing thing. Like I said, uh, you know, when I put that um, that message out on the group page, got a lot of great feedback. I put them out on a couple of uh, uh, band pages in uh, in the New England area. Yeah. Got a lot of feedback. So I'm looking to, you know, have comedians on at least once or, you know, once a week, once every couple of weeks. 
same thing with uh, musicians and uh, fighting men. We're going to make this into a, a funny fighting fucking musical show. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> well, my man, anything you want to leave off with? Um, I have your... Your Instagram there, I noticed on one of your videos you have um, a TikTok also. I threw these all these videos on uh, <laughs> thing. They're all the same videos. So, so yeah, they're all going everywhere. But so. they're, on, they're on TikTok, YouTube, Shorts. They were on Facebook at one point. I got to re-upload some of them. Uh, but they're all in there. I'll be back on doing Shorts soon. I'm really focusing on stand-up at the moment, but I'm going to try to dip my toe in that also. Excellent. Uh, last thing I'm going to leave off with uh, before you want to give any thank yous or whatever. Um, you lost your Facebook. Did we mention that? Yes, I know. Did we? We might have done it. We off talked here. about it, I think, before because we have a coincidence here. I lost my Facebook back in like 2019, my original one from 2009, um, because you know I argue with people all the time, and you know like, I, I called heart. them a name and stuff, and yeah. also they got me for fucking bullying and shit. But you lost your Facebook before you lost your Facebook. I mean, you've been in comedy for so long. That was a huge. I had, had to be. A I huge. had thousands. That's I had what a I mean. That had to be a huge thing. Yeah, I lost a lot. Brad Pierce probably lost way more than I, I did. I saw that too. He lost his fucking Facebook. But I lost a lot. Also, I lost. I, we all lost pictures. We all lost yes, friends. Exactly. Pictures of like your family, everything. Brad, I like. I, I, I maybe said. That. I don't know if I said this. I don't think I did. Brad Pierce said. That it was because someone hacked my Facebook and posted uh, porn or violence, and then that got it deleted automatically. And I'm like, why do these people have so much time on their hands that they're destroying my account? <laughs> I don't know what they. I don't know if they're real people, bots or something. But what happened to Brad Pierce? He get that's what Same he got. He him. called like he stole, He called like uh, the state general or like someone who like should be like reporting this, like because he was trying to report it. You try to call Facebook. Facebook was no help at all. Uh, so we're all in the same boat. It was just like randomly deleted one day. Start over. That happened to a lot of us in the media, uh, knowing uh, in MMA media around here. I don't know if it was copyrights. Some things were like they were letting pass. And then they just, once they're on you, the bots or whatever, they look back to your history. And if anything goes over the line, uh, they already got their eyes on you, you know what I mean? So they're going to pick on you a little more and watch your what, algorithms and stuff. If you're a troublemaker, man, were you a troublemaker too? <laughs> Honestly, I have – I used to be way more of a Facebook arguer, and I've held back. I definitely went off uh, – like Facebook uh, – local Facebook groups are the worst – like uh, like the forever one is a nightmare. I I want to fight everyone on that page. I want to, I want to like go on a TED talk on why you're stupid. Uh, they are stupid, not you. But like they're stupid. And sometimes I and I like I I I've been doing the thing. I did it once where I was just like, all right, explain your point, explain it. And then I and then they're like, they didn't give explain. They were like, do you really want all that to happen? I'm like, yeah. And I want you to explain why that's bad. Uh, like, and they just—they never answered because they couldn't really think of a resp response other than they're just like, "I'm a piece of shit." Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Facebook, social media—it's uh, you know—I've been kicked off a bunch of things. TikTok—I've been banned. I got a ton of friggin' followers on TikTok. Uh, I got popular from like four four videos I put up there, and then I pushed the pushed the. The limits there, and through the a little, little one they didn't like of a, oh, a no. TV dropping on someone's head or something like that. 
and they got me for hmm. uh, violence. It's TikTok. That is weird. So TikTok. Was it? It wasn't. Was it a real TV hitting a real? It was. Lad? It was. It, ha- it was. A, it was a show happening, and one of the monitors on the ceiling came down and hit one of the dancers on the head. In real life, or yes. oh, okay, yeah. So they got okay. me for. Uh, I guess you know, maybe because it was a Chinese guy. I don't know. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Um, wow, we got some more followers. Coming back, yeah. Um, we came back, yeah. But we're going to talk about uh, off off air. Some of these comedians are going to be coming on in the future, and some of uh, you know, having you back again with uh, maybe gonna, a, maybe gonna, one of your uh, partners that you're. I'm going to uh, say it right now. What? They're all great, all great. Every comedian that you you talk to are fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I haven't. I yeah, I've talked to a bunch. Yeah, like all, I said, when I put that when I put that post out, I I probably had to get about forty. 40 uh, messages and I'm like I don't know I don't know who the fuck all you are I was like all right I just random let's go yeah can you make the day can you make the night let's go and my man Trevor I'm glad you fucking came this was this was good man this is fun thanks you for know, having me there's nothing wrong with that man come down with uh you know one of your buddies you know another comedian friend where you can guys can have a little you know, backstabbing yeah, war over here. Yeah, I'll fight him. Uh, we this is an MIA. That's, that's my fucking. That's my. That's I'll take. My I'll slick. let's get a boxing lip. We'll just fight each other. I one got hand. one. I got it somewhere. If I can put yeah, you yeah. right in the corner over there, two comedians. We gotta get. We gotta. We gotta get the. the we gotta get our, uh, our our aggression out. Uh, I have some tr- people that can train each one of you. There and we, we go. Just get it going in the corner. Or something. I, I there are. I think there are people. There is a comic who is who like who boxes as a hobby. I think also Brad Pierce does that as a hobby. Yeah, he uh, hands with. Uh, uh, Gary Boletto. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The boxer there. James yeah. Firth. I don't know if you heard that name, but he, I think he has also boxed before as a, for like tra- exercise. Andy, Andy Kurtzkowski, he trains too. He knows everything about fights. He yeah. fights and shit. So yeah. it's a small world, it's, man. It's, it's, we're going we're gonna to exchange followers here, fans it, and followers. Hell we're, yeah. We're and get- it's MMA, wrestling, uh, comedy. They all seem to intertwine at some point. And a little music thrown in there. Yeah. You got to have music, to, you, know, to, 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 you know, to, you know, to, Bring you out to the stage. Oh, so. yeah, definitely. All right, my man, anything you want to leave off with? Uh, any social media, any thank yous, anything you want to say? You mentioned your shows and stuff. I'll throw them on uh, on the, the feed showing the dates and stuff. Appreciate but. that. Um, no, I think, uh, I think I got everything. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, if any comedian disagrees with anything I said... <laughs> uh fight me <laughs> right in the corner right in the we corner record it. Uh, we will go live with that uh last thing trevor you know i'm moving the podcast around and stuff but were you comfortable in here tonight yeah do this you, was do fun you, do you recommend more comedians Absolutely. to come in here and hang out this was a good time awesome my man uh with that said uh we are going to uh we're gonna we're gonna leave we got things to do and uh, Friday night, I will have a band in here. They will be playing some acoustic stuff for you live. It'll be my first band in here. So I'm getting my cherry popped a couple of times Twice this week. in a week? Fucking A. I've been out of it for a while, That's man. Crazy. This is good for me. There but you go. Trevor, man. Nice job, bro. Yeah. Glad to oh, have yeah. you on there. With that said, follow us both. His social media is up there. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next week or Friday. We out. <laughs>